You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Hello, Rona. Hello, Jeffrey. I am very excited about this third podcast for our foundation series of the Bombs Bombs model. Excellent. I'm I'm glad you're excited. Because yeah, about it. it's it's all about the mental aspects, the mind. <laughs> the mind. <laughs> I assume somebody has one. Okay. And there are as, times or, as my as my uh, brother used to say to uh, brothers used to say to me, if you had half a mind, you'd be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Mark and Todd. Well, they're all they were preparing you for a uh, for a future, life of yeah <laughs> for the future. <laughs> yes, uh, setting your expectations exactly where they should be. No, no I'm very I'm, low. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> we um, Ron did a ton of work putting this thing together. So she, I used what, what what half mind I have, the best of my ability. Yeah, and now she's only got about an eighth of a tank left. So I anyway. talk good. I talk good. There you it's go. okay. So uh, anyway, what are we talking about then? So, so we have it's, what's the, what's the bombs model? Why did we come up with it? Because we believe that there are certain foundation skills you need to be successful in in business. So yeah, we business. have and business life. skills, office, mental, body, right, and then the Z is for the the stress and the the sleep that you lose. <laughs> yeah, we didn't put S in there because Costco's got this thing. What is it? A keto kind of Yeah, there was we were in Costco the other day and we saw the, you you saw it. It With was like a, it was like a keto candy which was like nah. No. <laughs> nah. No, no, no. And Costco I'm sure is calling us that because they want to spot they want to yeah. be a sponsor. Sponsor for this. Um, uh, no, so instead we're doing grain alcohol. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, only kidding. And there's no Z in grain alcohol. No, there so where'd that come from? Seriously. Okay. But seriously, folks. All right. So these are things that are Is that, that are mind again. Yeah. The, okay. uh, brain activated sort of, uh, so it's self-awareness, emotional intelligence, which um Self-awareness is actually part of having confidence, critical thinking, assertiveness, and persuasion. So did these are all. The, did you yeah. talk about confidence? I mentioned it here. The, yeah, oh, this, confidence is part of. Did you mention? Oh, you mentioned confidence. I okay. did. Okay, I'm sorry. I this is how much he second. listens to me. No, no, I got distracted by tech again. I was checking Squirrel. the server volume was all time. Okay. <laughs> Pretty cat. Neil. Okay. He's not even in here. Oh, with my dog. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The with cat's the not here right now. And we watched a special. It was on. Uh, was on. On Netflix? HBO, I HBO? think it was about the, Netflix. Yeah, I think one of those Netflix things. Anyway. Oh yeah, it, it about, had to it be was about cats. Yeah, yeah, it had to be about it was about cats and how cats think and how to how to make friends with cats. Which and is my, really yeah, good. which I know my oldest brother Mark will never watch because he's allergic to cats, so he is not a fan. Right, right, right. I'm not a fan of cats. So getting back to the subject right. at hand, why we are... We digress. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, it's going to be all over the map today a little bit. Uh, I'm having fun because, uh, well, shoot, I got to... Because I he's gotta, drinking grain alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Well, Rona's working and I'm uh, over in the back. So why did we pick... What's, what's important about self... Uh, uh, what is self-awareness and what's important about it? You know, why should we pay attention to it? Well, be, being self-aware is basically having a good knowledge and understanding of yourself and what makes you you and dealing with your own feelings, your own 
character and it takes practice. Yeah, and the reason it's important self-awareness is because it's like any kind of test. It's like your gas tank. You know, we were talking about gas before. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you've, you've got the little um, lever, that uh, the little uh, indicator that tells you how much gas you have left. If you don't know how much gas you have left, then you run out of gas. Same thing with self-awareness. If you don't have good self-awareness, you don't know what to work on. So that's why it's important. How about EI? How about emotional intelligence? Why is that? Oh, this is a big one. So many people actually think that they have it and they kind of don't. It's the ability to manage both your own emotions and understand the emotions of the people around you. And there are five key elements of which, yeah, self-awareness is one, which we just talked about, self-regulation, which some of us have a little trouble (laughs) with. Self-regulation, yeah. not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not me. Um, and then there's motivation, which I sometimes, I get a little lazy. Empathy and social skills. And people with high EI can identify, uh, can I say that again? Identify how they feel, how other people feel, and how uh, how b- all these emotions impact what they do, their behavior, and you know things like that. And again, it's an indicator. If, if you don't have... First of all, if you don't understand your EI, it's, uh, you won't have the skill set to measure somebody else's EI. Right. And uh, especially in today's wacky, wacky world, knowing how people are, both on the good side to help them, to, to, to care for them when they're hurting, and uh, also on the protective side, uh, knowing when somebody's about ready to... Um, Explode. Yeah, and they need some real professional yeah. help or something. And it's it's... Having enough wherewithal to kind of take the high road when someone does something immature or, you know, something that is like, really, I am not going to stoop down to to your level because it's not worth it. You know, and then you just wrestle around in the dirt. Yeah. There's a huge amount of choice in it. It's about, see, our our bodies, our, our brain. The, all our sensors go through the amygdala first, which is one of the oldest parts of the brain, mm-hmm. and it, it knows three things. Uh, I have fight, half of one, evidently. <laughs> fight, fight, flight, or freeze. Freeze, right. You know, those three things, mm-hmm. and it's constantly there, and it was there to keep us alive when saber-toothed dry- tigers were jumping out at right. us and things like that. Woolly mammoths run chasing after us. And n- unfortunately, it hasn't adapted, and so it doesn't understand the difference between somebody yelling at you at the office or... or, or having a, a t- tone behind mm-hmm. a healthy discussion. And uh, because it does, anyway. So because our brains can't can't determine that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the difference between somebody in an office, you know, verbalizing something to you and the saber-toothed tiger, you've got to have emotional intelligence so that you can bring in the other components of your brain right. uh, and calm yourself down. And, and there are patterns to do that, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, and then we have confidence. It's confidence. Well... We have I have confidence. (laughs) Easy for you to say. It's your belief or trust in something. And so, you know, in the workplace, it's uh, it can refer to the belief that you have in yourself and and how you do your job and your own abilities. Correct. And with uh, the world changing so quickly, especially in business and uh, with um, change going on so quickly, having that confidence is important because you've there are plenty of risks that people have to take and right. businesses have to take to get things done. Uh, you're being, uh, a lot of times it's understaffed. And uh, so, so you're the one in charge. You may not have the skill set. And you don't also have as many people around you. So that confidence is going to help you get the job done, be productive. And it's also going to help you survive mentally. 
Yeah. And I think that actually goes along with having good EI, emotional intelligence, where you realize you you are aware of what your abilities are and when you need help. You know, it's it's the confidence to ask for help when you don't know what the heck you're doing. So you're saying that all these things are kind of interrelated, which means... Isn't that amazing how that works? I know. Well, <laughs> you know, it might have been the reason we picked them. <laughs> God, we're good. We don't even know how good we are. That's how good we are. Just ask us, we'll tell you. Yeah, and and right, what I just show there? Confidence. Oh my gosh, I love how this stuff works. Then again, we could have a lack of self-awareness. That we is very true. We can think, yeah, oh, how many people do you know who think they know what they're talking about? And I, I love that. I appreciate when people have confidence and say things with such conviction and they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. I was just reading about it and I can't remember. It's called it's uh, there's a name for it, and it's named after the guy who came up with the concept. And it's it's specifically about the people that have the most confidence about a subject. Generally, the people with the least <laughs> knowledge of it, and because it, they uh, watched a particular news program, or I have a friend in Tennessee who told me about it, so it must be true. Exactly, exactly. She has horses, so she must know about everything. You know, whatever. <laughs> So then okay. what's next on our list? Critical thinking. Okay. And this is something that I still have to work on. It's the, I have to, I have to read this. Critical thinking is the intellectually disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing, applying, analyzing, synthesizing, et cetera, et cetera, information gathered from whether it's experience or reasoning or, you know, looking stuff up uh, as a guide for your actions. Thank you, Webster or Wikipedia or wherever the heck she got that. I was like, this is incredibly complete. I'm going to write this down. And it's uh, it's basically, it, it helps you do things more effectively. It's it's taking a step back and kind of thinking things through instead of reacting. What a concept. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> I don't know that so well. I, I do have to learn it when... when uh, Jeffrey says to me, do you want to take it? You want to think about that again? Because you got, you need to practice this. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, even, I mean, email right now, there's so much spam and there's uh, malware coming in through the email. You can't just open an email now. You have right. to, you have to actually use a little bit of analytical True. and critical thinking skills to go, does this look legit? Yeah. Let me not? actually look at the email address yeah. where it says I I love my cat at gmail.com and on the on the front side it's you know it's like US post office. It's like, yeah. no, look at the address yeah, before exactly. I do something. Exactly. And uh, last but not least, or no, no, there's actually two more. There's two more, okay. You lied. All right, assertiveness. Uh, uh, basically, oh, did I miss something? Oh, you're going to say You lied? lied. <laughs> you lied? Oh okay, assertiveness. Being assertive shows that you respect yourself because you're willing to stand up for your interests and express your thoughts and feelings. It also demonstrates that you're aware of others' rights and are willing to work on resolving conflict. So it's not steamrolling somebody. It's not letting them steamroll you. It's just being, it's right in the middle. You're assertive, not aggressive. And the reason we've got this one in here is it's it's very important because assertiveness gets confused with other things. It's a skill you can learn. It's a skill mm -hmm. you can develop and you can practice on it. And a lot of people just, their assertiveness is tied to the environment they grew up in. And a lot of times that assertiveness is, is tied with other emotions, which right. don't necessarily help your case. Being yeah. assertive is good, 
being adding a lot of other emotions to it is not so good. And yeah, it's 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 okay to question your your boss in the right way if you don't understand something or if you disagree. You know, that's why you got hired for your for your mind. Or, or half your mind. Yeah, and a little caveat <laughs> on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't include all bosses. There are some bosses that, is that uh, just uh, don't don't like any kind of. I, well, I, that's that's yeah. that's hero leadership. We actually talked about that in another yeah, podcast, yeah, I think. Yeah. And they, you know, they, yes, I know a lot of managers, VPs, and CEOs who do not have high emotional intelligence, intelligence. and just my way or the highway, and they're so lost in their being in the one percent that they forget that the people who help them get there, as well as others who are working for them that made them look good. Right, exactly. Okay. And the last one is persuasion, basically convincing others to change their point of view, or agree to a commitment, purchase something, take a course of action, and it can be oral or written. And it's needed because this is this is one of the things you specialize in. Well, it's it we going back to uh, two two episodes ago when we talked about the B, the first B. Yeah. Uh, we talked about negotiation, mm-hmm. and that one was in there for a specific purpose of ne- you're negotiating to get a job, you're negotiating for your salary, things like that. And negotiation is a uh, element, one of the elements or disciplines within persuasion. Yeah. And a lot of times the models are taught completely different. You've got a negotiation model, you got a sales model, you got a customer service model, and then you've got other models. People break them down different ways. Um, persuasion in general, it's more, it, it's not necessarily... Uh, too much airtime. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm kind of lost. I'm I'm trying. Well, you know, this, there's and, a, there's you know a bunch what? of things that that persuasion does. Well, and yeah, I'm all I'm sort of off track. Why you need to learn it is because every single day, especially again because of the the change going on, you will uh, if you you may have an instinct or knowledge about an idea, and getting other people to back you is going to be important because a lot more stuff is being done with teams now, right? Including senior man, as senior executives are working in a more team approach rather, and they're trying to lose some of that. That hero leadership negativity. Yeah, okay. and yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, lawyers persuade every day, and if if you want something, you're going to try to persuade somebody else to your point of view. I mean, even in 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 politics, every day when we speak to to people, they're inevitably going to try to s- convince you to think their way, and um, in that case, it very rarely works. Yeah, and I and I would say that with great confidence, the reason I stumbled on that one is I have so much data I had to filter through. I was running through the files in my head. There Only was steam that coming be- out of his ears, if you... <laughs> Oh, and he was blinking really fast. So. Oh, man, I just had a brain fart. Computing. So there you go. I just had, you know. Too much grain like, alcohol exactly. in his. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? All right. So, so, th- so these are the six things that we feel go under the mindset portion of our foundation skills. And exactly. they're not always easy for people to, to work with, to learn, et cetera. So right. want, let's go through those. Okay, uh, go through what? Well, why? Why each one? Don't you want to do that? Well, if you if you'd like to go through, yeah. So well, I mean, so yeah. So why? I mean, why do you think self awareness is so hard for people? Oh, you mean why do they mess it up? Yes. (laughs) Okay. 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 That was it. You know why it may not be easy for people to learn? Yeah. Well, first of all, you got a whole part of your brain that's lying to you all the time. We talk about that all the the time. time. Yes. Yeah, and and it's a healthy part of your brain. You're supposed to have that. 
that portion of your brain. And when it's functioning well, you think you're prettier, you think you're you're smarter, you think you know more, you think you're more confident mm-hmm. and more assertive, all those things. And the people that have that part of their brain, while they may not see the world clearly, they may see it, see it through... Yeah. Uh, um, rose-colored glasses, at least they're not suffering de- from depression. And that is the reason that part of your brain is. The world can be frightening, and so a portion of your brain was, was um, designed to give you hope right. in the day. The people that that portion of their brain is not functioning properly um, have a tendency to suffer from depression, have difficulty doing things like getting out of bed sometimes. I think it's like 10 times more likely to commit suicide, Lovely. which is unfortunate. So one of the things is your own physiology yeah. is working against you. Well, uh, and and I find that that people who are not self-aware, they they play a victim all the time. And what, what happens when you're a victim? You get scared, so you try to control everything. Well, yeah, that's because when you get frightened... What is the first thing human beings do? They, they, well, they want to get control back. They want to get control back. And sometimes the way they get control is just they shut out any of the things and they deny it. Yeah. And they start defending themselves yeah. on something. And then they, they kind of scramble for getting, you know, any, like any foothold they can in a situation out, right. of, out of desperation. Yeah. And they, they're not aware of how they look to other people. It's like, all right, now you're looking desperate. Now you're looking like a fool. Now you're looking, it's like, yeah, never mind. Bye-bye. So anyway. And and the idea is that, you know, uh, if you've got fear driving you, it's it's hard to be self-aware. Absolutely. Which leads right into emotional intelligence. It does. It does. And... uh, well, and I and that's a big reason why I think a lot of people do not have emotional intelligence because they're not self-aware. You know, they just they're they're not aware of how other people perceive them. Yeah, and it depends on a lot of a lot of that is environment. So I, I have to tell you truly, I I really was low in um, I I thought I had good self-awareness and self-management skills. The reality is, is I did not. And mm-hmm. so it was the combination of this self-awareness or lack of self-awareness plus thinking I had more skills than I did. And I had areas of skills. I also had these areas that were completely dark. Mm-hmm. And I was not self-aware of things that I was doing. Yeah. In the simplest case, here, here's, here's the simplest thing. I, I have a tendency to be impatient. I still am impatient. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes me a while to learn things, guys and gals. And uh, anyway, so when people would talk, and when I when I own my company, and people would talk, I'd want to hurry them up, and I'd finish their sentences for us. And I I just assumed that was very effective communication. <sighs> Finally, after about a year of doing that, somebody said, "You know, if you do that one more time, I'm going to kill you." And it was only at that point that it kind of got through that those safety barriers that mm-hmm. I had. So anyway, that's emotional intelligence for me. There you go. How about confidence? Well, confidence is comfort with vulnerability. That's uh, I've heard it described that way, and it's 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 hard because if you if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, it's it can be it can be scary, and you have to trust yourself. And a lot of people don't trust themselves. Absolutely. Plus, uh, it's hard to be confident if you've had a lot of uh, things go wrong. Yeah. Um, if you grew up in an environment where you didn't get support and you didn't get encouragement, mm-hmm. that also could create that uh, can create things. And um, 
difficulties. Yeah, and you know, life. and it it really does does practice it, um, it does take practice rather, and you need to to realize that it's it's baby steps. You know, if you have success in oh look, I was confident about that. Um, it's oh okay now I'm a little bit more confident so confidence breeds confidence it, and right. so you just do little bits at a time and when you get that positive reinforcement it's easier to keep going absolutely absolutely so, what's now the next on one? to critical thinking yeah well, look it's personal <laughs> people rush what yeah yeah people Ta- rush <laughs> they, they uh, time is always an element it's always a pressure and and people start rushing thinking oh i i don't need to think about this at the moment it's the same as it was before in a simplest uh, aspect it's like going to the grocery store thinking i don't need my list oh i forgot my list i don't need it yeah and, and like you know p- uh, people think in extremes and that's not you know it's it's black or white and there's a lot of people don't agree believe there's a gray area that's why there's no more moderates. And again, all these things are linked because Absolutely. they believe what they believe. If they backed off from that, they might lose confidence mm-hmm. in their other thoughts. They might worry about their own self-awareness. Yeah. And they also, if they can't manage themselves, which comes in, you know, these things are often combined. Yep. And that that goes with their ego gets in the way, so they get judgy. You're not like me. So I, I never, am judging I'm you. never judgy at all. Oh, my God. Oh my God. If I give him an idea or I have something else, that will never work or that will <laughs> really, that is. And I, I actually said this, what did I say this, this morning? This is why you'll never be, be an expert in play because you yeah. can't judge and be playful. I'm tr- yeah. He's, he's getting better, but still. Well, you know, and I have no desire to be Expert in play, I think it's a great little part. I'm gonna leave that subject what, the, to you the, the whole time. The play. Oh, and I. This is here's a, a good story about this. He was, we were in, when we were in in Costco. Uh, we, we found the uh, the bombs thing, and we I'm pushing the cart. You know, here I am, five four and a half, 110 pounds. You're six four, 200 and change, and I'm pushing the cart. So I decided to have fun with it, and I stand on it. And I'm like, look, I'm as tall as you are. People are looking at me. He's really embarrassed. And I'm like, push me, push me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm four years old. And he does it. You were really embarrassed because <laughs> you, know, you were judging. You, you were judging. <laughs> you know, and that's completely manufactured about the judging and embarrassed. I was focused on what's on my list because oh, I'd forgotten my uh-huh. list. So, you know, my critical thinking, I was trying to focus to make up, to make sure I didn't forget I was anything. Fun. And then as it was, I did forget one of the things on the list. So that was, but that was, I was just. Focused. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Authoritative so. t- thinking also interferes um, with critical thinking because, hey, I'm the boss, so therefore I'm right. Right. There's that hero leadership. Again. Yeah. And we've already talked about judgment theory. Yes. So um, how about assertiveness? Well, you know, people are nervous about it because they're afraid to be aggressive. They don't really know the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. And assertive is considering the needs of both sides of the story. And aggressive is putting your own needs first and just ignoring other people's ideas, thoughts, rights, et cetera, kind of just steamrolling. And their feelings, ignoring their feelings. Yes, absolutely. Um, part of the problem is, too, a lot of people mix that ag- assertiveness and aggressiveness. and when you They do mi- not! Sorry. <laughs> and when <laughs> you mix it, uh, you get uh, bad feedback. 
a lot of times. Right. People don't like it. And so therefore, what you do is you say, oh, I got to throw out the baby with the bathwater because people don't like that behavior. You know, or if you've combined those behaviors at work, you may get slapped down. You may even lose your job from somebody that has trouble with um, low emotional intelligence and hero leadership. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think people who have high emotional intelligence and assertiveness know the difference. And that leads us to persuasiveness. Absolutely. So and what? It's why is it so hard? It's this oxymoron kind of thing. It's okay. like, okay, part of the brain is like, okay, if I can be persuasive, the minute you're persuasive to somebody else and you convince them of your idea, you are now faced with the fact that this is a skill that human beings can learn and people can do it to you. And part of the interference for it is, and I found this uh, from the sales standpoint, mm -hmm. is people don't like the idea of being sold. And uh, so they don't want to sell as well because it's a way of proving, oh no, you can't sell me, I've never been sold. And so they create their own mental roadblocks to it. Interesting. And then the other thing is they don't really think about it. It's a highly complex subject. And it requires a lot of work, and people have a tendency to be lazy for it. They're looking for the answer. And, and now more than ever, people are really not digging into the details. They're not spent thinking about things. And I also think that people fear being persuasive because they want to be liked. Right. And if they say something that the other person doesn't agree with or kind of just you know takes a step back, that, great, now he doesn't like me, and I'm screwed. Right. Plus environment, too, as well. Some people are just born into a surrounded an area where you, you got a lot of good things happen to you because you were a little assertive and a little persuasive. And that's the other thing. A lot of people think you have to be assertive to be persuasive. Mm -hmm. And uh, to a degree, you don't. You don't have to be assertive the way people think you are. You just have to be assertive about your communication skills yeah. and making sure that you're heard. So right. now that we've gone over the what it is and why people may not do it, let's uh, get into your tips. And you did a great job on this, Rona. This is fantastic. It was all me. I'm it wasn't all it you. It was all you. No, it really was. It really was because okay. I was... So why, uh, are you, why are you even on this podcast? This is about exactly. me. <laughs> well, I, I was checking with our sponsors and... Uh, yeah, and, they, uh, they insisted because they I need, insisted I I need raining in sometimes. <laughs> She's a little wild. Just be careful. All right. So tips for self-awareness. Look at yourself objectively. And that's not always an easy thing to do because there are, there are some bad things along with the, the good things, you know. Um, and take a step back and every day just look at, so, so how did I do today? What, what, was, what was good? What was bad? Did I piss someone off? Did I, was I the best person I can be? You know, things like that. I'm huge on counseling. I think one of the best ways to become self-aware is to get into a serious dialogue with yep. somebody that has the skills to talk with you. And unfortunately, Absolutely. a lot of counselors don't have the skills to do it. So you may have to hunt around. And I mean I, I mean that from experience. Mm -hmm. I went to like three or four different counselors. And just well, like, yeah, you have to find somebody who, who, uh, who gels with you who are terrible. Oh, they're just all I know a lot of counselors who, who, you know, majored in psychology because they wanted to figure themselves out and then... They don't know how to do it, anybody else. Here's one of the things that I'm surprised at, and this is a, a consideration for owners. We're, things are changing in the business environment. Mm -hmm. I think having an on-staff counselor oh, would be great. you know, very important. Well, They've uh, got it in certain industries. They've got it for military what's the, now. What's the uh, Showtime show where they – billions. There's an on they, – they have a counselor, the, the uh, female lead 
is the one who is right. uh, the uh, counselor. So, and I think it's absolutely necessary. And in that, uh, also at at work, you can ask for for feedback if there is a counselor. I want to say on on campus counselor, but you know on on staff counselor, and ask your uh, colleagues how to how am I coming off. How was I at the at the meeting? What did you think? You know, things like like that, and it, it'll probably make you feel a little bit safer talking to somebody who you you know who will tell you the truth. By the way, if you're somebody coming out of self awareness, understand you're going to be hypersensitive to everything that they say. Yeah. You know, oh, this is great, but and then the minute you hear that, you're thinking, oh yeah, okay, here's the bad I hate news. That word. And then we have a tendency to to build up even more walls. So you got to be careful of that. You have to be open to it and right. understand. People aren't thinking about you all the time. As a matter of fact, they think about you very little. Correct. Mostly they're thinking about themselves. Right. Well, there you go. And speaking of themselves, emotional intelligence. You have to observe how you react to people. Practice humility a little bit. Go back to that self-evaluation. That's why we said that the self-awareness goes with the, with the EI. See how you react to stressful situations. What Absolutely. Uh, there are times you're going to have patterns. And even if you do get emotional intelligence, again, speaking from self, self-experience, uh, when you, you may be able to, to uh, be much more, show much more emotional intelligence in one area and not in another. Sure. Uh, there's certain things like if it's high emotional situation, a, a, a business where something's really important to you, you know, you may go back to some of your old old habits. habits yeah goldman's model is fantastic uh he's he puts a quadrant it's um self-aware of yourself um and then management of others and then aware of of others and then management this is daniel others. goldman by daniel the way. goldman yeah. yeah sorry did i not you I, just said goldman's model and that's okay daniel goldman is basically the father of emotional intelligence yeah and you, you need to take responsibility for your own actions if you screw up own it my bad that's hard though it's hard for a lot of people. Uh, it is hard for a lot of people because, again, we want to be liked. We don't want to be judged. And um, you still have to take responsibility. And there's also punitive things. Like one of the guys working on the house yesterday. So I've got a, a ah. barn door in the ba- in the in the bathroom, bathroom they're using yeah. downstairs. And it, it's a delicate touch. And it slides real easy. And if you push it too hard, it can jump off the track because there was a wide gap. And we haven't put the things in to stop it from jumping the track and jump the track, and instead of calling and asking or telling us, they just shoved it and just tore all through the wall as it ripped through it. Again, and I'm sure they've they've had bad experiences with talking about that. So mm-hmm. again, uh, what you can do as a business owner for a tip to yeah. help this is is try and be not as as little punitive action as possible. Absolutely, make it a safe work environment. Absolutely, okay. confidence tips for confidence. I, I always think of, of people who are who are actors if they get fifteen reviews and one is bad and fourteen are great, they will focus on that one bad one. And it screws with their with their confidence because actors as a as a whole tend to be a little insecure. Yeah, and so yeah, and people that speak in front of a class and do lectures. Right, we, we, class, we very, never we do never that. have yeah, that. Right. Focus on your your strengths. If you know, I had uh, I was speaking for the for the U.S. Army a couple of months ago, and I was down in where was I Missouri, and. One person, and I knew it as soon as I walked in, I had 20 people in the, in the class, and this one 
girl, she just, I just knew it. She just didn't like me for some reason. Not everyone's going to like me. I know, hard to believe, but it's true. Everyone loves Ron, except this one Except this person. one person, and he brings it up to me. He has brought it up every single time. <laughs> Everyone loves it, except this one person. And I was like, you know what? What am I going to do? I, I, I'm not going to change her mind. So you focus on your on your strengths and you change your inner inner dialogue to I think I'm pretty funny I think I, I think most people do like me and if they don't that's okay I don't have to be friends with them and then you got to build on your on your skills that that you do know you do well and and you know do some uh, personal therapy on yourself really a lot of people's trouble with confidence is because they had bad experiences growing up uh, I remember going to uh, you know uh, Playing piano, and wanted to go to a re- uh, was getting ready for a recital, and I totally messed the recital up. I was very embarrassed. I, I couldn't finish my piece, mm-hmm. and then something else happened in a school play where it was a talent show or something. Uh, it wasn't a play; it was a talent show, and I would mess that up. And so, uh, yeah, it 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 does still affect me because. We started this podcast. We did one on singing, and we still have not come back around to that. To fix, to it's, finish. It's not it. even up. It's not even up because we had to put it together. And part of my brain is going, you know, this is because you don't. No, I, I don't sound like a songbird, folks. No, it, being aware and 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 we want to thank. Sue Fink, yes, <laughs> for uh, teaching us, and she's been very patient. It's been like a year. Well, she's been so busy too. She's the it head of Angel City Corral here. Just started in yeah, what February, March. March. So it's not a year. It's only six months. It's been yeah, six months. Yeah. So not it's a year. Right. It, Rona exaggerates. Yeah. And Me then, and then <laughs> practice, practice. So yeah, anyway, you practice. let's get and on then, to all right. Critical thinking. All right. Why don't you take this one because you're better at it than I am. <laughs> Critical thinking, basically, in in my mind, is you're asking, does this go together? Is this going to achieve the result I want? And uh, is this helping me or hurting me? Yeah. Um, One of the first suggestions they have is you you need to know what you want. You have to have a target on things. You know, people often say, okay, uh, here it is. Uh, I want to earn more money. Great. So here's a dollar. That's That's more money. Yeah. That's not what I was thinking. Okay, right. Because you weren't necessarily thinking. Critical thinking means you have to go through the process and you have to get down some detail on some things. And kids, and he points this out to me all the time. I will say something and he will say, so you want this? Well, well, no. That's it. Well, tell, you know, and, and he goes on. And so he, he does mansplain, but, and occasionally he's actually right. So, which drives me nuts. Exactly. And then you got to deal with your biases. We all have our biases. Yep. Thank goodness it's 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 in the news all over the place. We all have biases. Having biases is being human. What you do with them and how you control them that gets into both critical thinking and to your own emotional intelligence right. about things. Right. So you've got to uh, identify what and some of us have um, um, biases that uh, create more havoc for us than other biases. Of course. 
Well, that, that t- tends to make sense. Anything else? Yeah, you want to move on to um, assertive, assertiveness? Uh, let's move on to assertiveness. I think that's pretty good for the, um, yeah. So in order to work your assertiveness, use I statements. When you, when you say something like, you did this, or you made me, or you caused this, that just puts it on the other person. And, and, it's, and now you're going to start getting an emotional reaction right. out of them. It's, yeah, and, and you're, so basically you're, you're judging other people. If, because the only thing you really know is, is you. It, you know, it makes me feel I'm uncomfortable, those, are, those sort of things. Well, Rona, you do that all the time. What? I'm just kidding. What do I do? I just gave a you statement. Oh, oh, God. Oh, sorry. That went right over my head. And I waited because she was thinking about something else and she was really focused on it. And so I knew (laughs) I could slip that in. It would just throw her off track. Uh, Anyway. Thank you for that. I did that on purpose. I'm so sorry. Oh, very good. Look at that. All right. So, um, yeah, and you want to use eye contact, body language, and just to, wait, you know, wait, stand wait. Why up for assertive. Well, you know what? It's not always, you don't have to stare at them because if you're not a visual p- person, you n- won't necessarily do that because there's what? Visual, auditory, and kinesthetic? Yeah, auditory people have a tendency not to look at your eyes. They have a tendency to listen, get kind of a, a sense of Well, at least be, be, keep an open body Correct. stance. Get comfortable saying no. And exactly. have a good reason. Even if you don't have a good reason, you should still be comfortable saying right. it in the right uh, in the right manner. And just watch your emotions. Oh, you got to watch your emotions because your emotions start once they get going. They're just like at the floodgate opens. The dam breaks. Floodgate's going. Don't and look at me like that. They Rona. tend to I, beat a dead horse. They, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> he, while he thinks he's doing number six persuasion, he's just beating a dead horse. Um, okay, so Daniel, I'm going to be visiting with you again. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about tips for better persuasion. So. Well, one of the things you can uh, work on that's fun to work on and good for yourself is work on uh, persuading people about your talents, about your own sure. credibility. And uh, part of being persuasive is, is learning um, yeah. uh, how to communicate in a way that has an impact on people. One of the easiest ways and most powerful ways that leadership has been persuasive because it's hardwired to our brain is storytelling. Yeah. And 15 years ago, you started, you go to do a program on storytelling. There weren't too many receptive businesses. Now it's pretty accepted. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Play is about the same spot storytelling was back then. Exactly. Exactly. People are just coming into the realization that it's a little more important than they thought. So leadership using persuasiveness to uh, understand and convince their people that play, um, purposeful and attuned, attuned play is critical to for an innovative company, absolutely organization. Uh, that would be a great way to practice skills, and you've got to be able to practice. What else? Uh, you have to be able to come well, come prepared. You know, uh, uh, do your research. Know, know what your what the pros and, and cons are, and why it's it's better. Things like that. You don't necessarily just want to throw out benefits because then you don't know what the other. You have no idea what the other right. group or, or whatever wants. And you want to you want to connect on an emotional level. People are persuaded by emotion, not by facts. And there Mostly. again, right? And there again is the story. I remember asking. Yeah. Uh, the gal at who I was flying Delta all the time. I was only for for a while. I was home. For, I was only home a couple of days a year for a little while, and uh, I was traveling a lot. And I was on Delta, and 
I was in Sacramento Airport, and it was um, it was one of those days. It was a hundred. It was like 105, 110. The air was dead still. There was no breeze, and the airport was like abandoned. I walked in there. There was nobody in there. Well, and the there I, I walked up the Delta counter, and the gal walks out uh, from behind the door. You know, camera or something. They yeah. saw. How can I help you? And I said, hey, before we get into this, what, what's going on with the airbrush? She goes, I don't know. It's like it, the whole place is advanced. I feel like I'm in a twilight zone. She goes, yeah. <laughs> and then I, you know, I'm, I'm, since I'm flying Delta, I'm always interested. I mean, how do you like working for Delta? And she starts crying. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? And she told the story about Richard Anderson. She, how, oh, how this she is a good story. It. Yeah. Oh, it was a fabulous story. I'm not going to go into the story now. Okay. So You'll have to again, tune in another time. To, to Rona's point about the emotional level, this is one of the reasons stories are so effective, is um, uh, stories reach us emotionally, yeah. which is why uh, you know movies can have such a huge impact on things. So anyway. And we are both fans of movies. No, oh, absolutely. And the, yeah, so when, and, uh, and when we do these uh, podcasts, that's one of the things that you ask me, do you have a story about this? Do you have a story about this? So he's, yeah, he's, you are into, into storytelling for a good reason because it does and it, it allows people to, to visualize. And when they visualize, they, it's, it leads to better understanding. And I, I, when Richard took over Delta, I mean, the stock price is down below 10, 8, 9, something mm-hmm. like that. And it was ended up in the 50s during his tenure. And he combined Northwest, which was one culture, with Delta, which is a completely different culture. They mm-hmm. were like opposing cultures um, in the disk system. Northwest would be a, 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 a C. A C. And uh, Delta would have been the I. I, right. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was able to combine them. And we're talking unions. So absolutely amazing. And his storytelling was critical throughout his tenure right. for that. And uh, then he backed it up by building uh, trust and respect from everybody and by creating a safe environment. So right. these things are all linked. Absolutely. And those are the exact things that you need to play. You need that psychological safety. You have to have that trust and vulnerability. um, And you can't be you can't tell a story without being vulnerable. Absolutely. So and then, you know, since we're talking about play and persuasiveness, uh, we might as well talk about uh, improv because improv is about. Um, uh, just going with it. It's yeah. all about the and. and well, it's it's uh, yes and and it's yeah it's supporting your the other players your uh, partners and helping to push them forward. And one of the best places you can be mentally in improv is to think in questions, and the same holds true for persuasion is the ability to think in questions Mm. because questions engage people being able to ask um, uh, Simon Sinek I guess he did the five whys Mm -hmm. which is a a simple model Simon Sinek yeah Everybody yeah. grabs what's your why? That. Yeah, yeah. When they, all the whys, and and that's part of persuasion is is walking people through their thought process, and you do that with questions. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And what's one of the best questions you can ask? If yeah, if if we could do this, if we could do that, those are great persuasive questions. Yeah, so fantastic. Yeah, what would happen if? Exactly. And that's that's part of creative thinking. Also, what would happen if we did this? So, my co-host, Rona, have you got any final points, things you want to make as we wrap this one up? 
I think this is one of, for me, this is my my favorite one, believe it or not, even though I'm very into health and fitness, which will be our next one. This is, I think, my favorite of the bums model because it is so, for lack of a better word, cerebral. You know, they're, because our brains are so complicated and yet so simple in a lot of ways, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun thinking of all the, the ways we can go wonky, you know? Yeah, I'm laughing because Rona's just lying through teeth. I'm just feeding the lie back to you. Everything that we're doing at the moment is her favorite thing to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this on is the so next much fun. Podcast, podcast, this will be my very favorite one. <laughs> it's favorite. Because I'm living in the moment and I'm playing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Look, my uh, my tips, because she was going to yes. cut off and I just get by tip. You I were. was you not going to die. I was like, all right, it's enough okay. about me. How do you like my dress? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, enough talking about me now. No, no. I'm me talking about me. Now you talk about me. Look, this takes work. And yep. if you're not disciplined in your approach for this, and I highly recommend uh, you pick uh, something to work on all day long, you know, and, and uh, have patience with yourself, which I don't. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Be, be kind to yourself yeah. because these are hard. We've been, you know, indoctrinated or self, you know, uh, fooling our ourselves for however old you are and now it's time to change for the for the better so you can succeed in in business yep in the famous words of of scott the my counselor um uh and cohort and the person that uh, got me through very difficult times got me to see a better world out there well i would say to him i can't believe i'm this old and and just learning this stuff and his his words were well some people never learn this stuff exactly so i don't want you to be one of those people and be a never learn one of them yeah who are them i if there's a reason for us to be on this earth because we're not doing a lot we're destroying the environment Uh, anyway we won't get we don't know how much time we have yeah. We'll stay positive. If there's a reason for us to be in this earth, I think it's to learn mm-hmm. and to contribute Absolutely. to other people. And yeah. with these skills, you will learn and contribute to others. There you go. That's our story. We're sticking to it. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. You've been listening to Biz Souls. Thank you. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.